There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me ask you a question real quick. Do you ever want to live in a fantasy world where the most handsomest guy always ends up with a girl and he may at time travel the bend a secret prince but no one in the story ever asks any questions. You can live on Park Ave with a salary from Mickey D's or walk from Denver all the way to New Orleans. But me, I prefer all the reality and the truth bombs drop from the crew at RTT. I'm gonna tune in every week, ayy, ayy. Laters, baby. But not too much laters. Cause you got what I need. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this <laughs> week, Mikey made us watch Home Fries. So, Mikey, this was your movie, so you get to start first. When did you first see this movie? Why did you pick it? All that good stuff. Hit us. I remember halfway watching this as a younger man, and then I read reread the synopsis when we started doing this podcast, and I was like, that checks out as something we should do. And then I started watching it, and it was way more bonkers than I remembered. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Todd's having a bad day, and I'm texting him, and I'm like, don't worry. You're about to watch a movie with two Apache helicopter attacks in your romantic (laughs) comedy. And I was like, that is exactly what I needed. Like, I didn't know that that would solve my bad day. But, Mikey, I'm here to tell you it did. (laughs) I wanted to dislike this movie, but somehow it works. I don't know. This movie is unsufferably stupid, but I was here for every fucking minute (laughs) of it, man. I loved this movie so much. But like when I messaged you guys about it, I was like, I just finished watching this dumb, perfect movie or whatever I said. Yeah. And that's yes. how I feel yeah. about it. Like, it is bad. You mean from the creator and writer of Breaking Bad? Oh, my God. I have so many things to say about that. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, what? Oh, of course, that happens at the beginning of the movie. If, if they had been like at the end. If that was the first time they revealed that, I would have been like, wow. And he still got work. That is amazing. But like, I'll also say this. I like this movie. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got some notes and fun facts about when in his career he wrote this movie versus when it came out. I'm guessing in middle school. Close. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it because I think that informs 
why it is what it is. <laughs> it does kind of feel like someone's like, we want you to make a romantic comedy. He's like, I made a like a crime romantic comedy for you. Some of those are the best. I enjoy a good crime romantic comedy. Oh, yeah. Like the getaway. He stole the emerald and her heart. Right. Like Sonic. The hedgehog. I was going to say like Michael Douglas in Romancing the Stone, that but whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. He stole the emerald and that alligator boots or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got that reference. But I do, <laughs> of course you would have, Mikey. I do think that he must have been in middle school because only a middle schooler would be like, the National Guard has Apaches that they can just like check out whenever oh, they want, right? my <laughs> lord. That's the biggest part of, that's one of the biggest problems in this movie for me. I loved that. I'll burn a fun fact. Burn it, baby. There's not a ton of fun facts, so I'm sorry I'm burning one now. It's fine. He wrote this in film school and then okay. made it 10 years later after he'd made other stuff. Sure. Like, this was 100% a, like, going into a pitch meeting and someone being like, what else you got? And he's like, uh, this? Because only a film student would be like, two Apache helicopters. <laughs> no regard for budget. Put her in a wig ass wig. Like she looks like the so little orphan school. Annie, all like yes. older. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, older orphan Annie. <laughs> they have good chemistry. They do have shockingly good chemistry in this bonkers fuck nut of a movie. That last scene, I'm just like, okay, I guess everybody's okay. I oh no, that child is not going to be okay. No, there's <laughs> like, nothing shit. okay about what happened, Mikey. No one's going to be okay in this movie. Yeah, everybody's going to be okay. No, see, I grew up in the South. This is all this is like Tuesday. Ka- Kevin O'Hara <laughs> is is definitely going to try and continue to kill her. Rocky and Bullwinkle style yeah. and the only crime is that there's not sequels but when this movie started off with uh, who I'm gonna think of as Daddy Warbucks pulling through the drive-thru and, and like owning up to the fact that he like Elon Musk banged his daughter because he's way too old sorry not Elon Musk did you guys see that news story about Elon Musk's dad having a second child with his stepdaughter whoa no what i did yeah. not yeah, know about that out. yeah i i a second child i did see the article about elon musk got a girl pregnant like at the same time grimes was pregnant and i was like how does this happen like what is happening and uh i don't know if you guys have been following the nick cannon saga yeah, as yeah, yeah. well yeah anyway so i felt like that was very much like this movie because the guy who was having sex with drew barrymore was like 70 i mean he was old no he was like 50 he's in his 50s okay but she's like supposed to be 19 in this movie right like she's supposed to be young in this movie 19 or 20 i mean i over 18 definitely sure but like not a whole lot over 18 like she seems young well luke wilson's only 24 i mean he seems young too but he has not committed a sex crime well i guess Daddy Warbucks hadn't either. Yeah, but nobody's still. committed a sex crime. Whoa, it's just- whoa, whoa. It's a sex misdemeanor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Mikey, you got to date older. <laughs> no, what? Okay, first off, he's married. Two, he's her boss. Three, he's significantly older. He's got like two more strikes than I usually have. He's not, he's her, not boss. her boss. What are you talking about? Do you think he owns that burger joint? I think they worked together some in the cigarette factory. He worked with uh, her, her mom. No, and she met him in her. the drive-thru. Yeah, he goes to the drive-thru to get a shake and then 
he got a little bit more than a shake. Oh, he's her mom's boss. He might be her mom's boss because yes, her yeah. mom might work at the factory. But yeah, my bad. I'm not defending him in any way. I'm just saying, you know, he did not hide the fact that he was married too. Yes, yes he, he did. did. Mikey, no, he did he hide it from her. her. Mikey? You see him put his ring oh. back on and off when he goes to the drive-thru and stuff. Oh, he's a terrible person. But yes. I thought she knew he was married no, while they were having no. the she did not know. She she did not That's know he right, was married until she was pregnant. Until she was pregnant, and and he was trying to convince her to get rid of it but also like i need to know the opening volley of verbal banter in that drive-thru line i can guarantee you it was him i can guarantee you because yeah like 19 20 year old women don't hit on 55 year old men typically no and also i mean she has air quotes dreams but she doesn't have a lot of prospects where she lives i'm sure he had much more money than she did and was probably taking her out and treating her nice. Yeah. And I think it was an easy sell. I just don't understand someone who's got Catherine O'Hare at home. Right? Except a Catherine O'Hare who's fucking murderous. That is fair. She is crazy in this movie. Bro, I would hook up with murderous Catherine O'Hare. Mikey, what did we literally just talk about before we hit record about having sex with people who are legit crazy levels of crazy yeah murderous i'm just saying if you hit catherine o'hare from this movie and catherine o'hare and beetlejuice it's my type oh no mikey you're not gonna live very long i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> live fast die young baby and yet you give me so much shit about the people that i'm attracted to and you're just like let her kill me i don't i'll say catherine o'hare is an attractive woman and very talented like i am attracted to catherine o'hara in real life not in this movie though because yeah. i don't want to get killed by the son she probably is having sex with right yeah. it's like that law and order episode dong, dong. oh my god absolutely dong dong no because no. she's having sex with him no i mean i got it. it it just made me sad he kills her at the end of that <laughs> law and order episode well i I thought he was gonna kill her at the end of this what's his name arnie oh, or whatever angus Angus, and, and, that's right you mean gary Bu- Busey's son yeah jack Busey or whatever jack Busey. uh yeah strong chance that he was gonna kill her he may still i guess we'll have to wait till home fries 2 comes out to find out home fried home f- <laughs> it's like alien aliens Okay, so I had never seen this movie before today. Okay, same. uh, But I do remember seeing the cover in Blockbuster all the time. Oh, yeah. There's no Apache helicopters on the cover. No, none, not at all. And I remember thinking, wow, that wig looks terrible. As a child, (laughs) as a child-ass child, I was like, that's a wig-ass wig. I know what Drew Barrymore looks like. I've seen Ever After. Like, it was just, yeah. Oh, no. I realized between 365 Days and this movie that I have no wig dar. Like, I can't tell if something's a wig for shit. Oh, because you didn't talk about the blonde wig in 365 Days? Okay, I edited it out because I said that her hair looks terrible as a blonde because she had brown roots or whatever. Uh And then you corrected me and sort of explained why that would happen or whatever but i yeah in, in my mind there was never a chance it was a wig <laughs> what no absolutely it's a it's I, oh i'm not saying it wasn't a wig i'm saying <laughs> i have no ability to discern what is or is not a wig here's what's crazy in in 365 it's not just a wig it's a cheap lace front so like they went to all the trouble of getting a lace front but it's like a plastic one so like at certain points you can see and you were kind of noticing this, but didn't know what it was. Yeah. Because within the dark roots, you could see the like, L- the, like mesh lace. from the wig. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was like, man, she's got to get that scalp fixed. Like, what's going on with her? 
real bad. <laughs> but you know, the re- the reason I picked it is because I love Apache helicopters. Oh my god. But you know I love helicopters. They're you so do. I do. You absolutely have a track record of loving and imitating helicopters shh. on these shows. There's more shh in this movie than there is love story, and I'm here for it. Yeah, there's barely true. any love story. And the two people that do fall in love fall in love inexplicably, but they do have chemistry. So I appreciate that a little bit. But what is love except for two people inexplicably falling in love? No. Oh, no, Mikey. Paige, no. I think he convinced me. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man who can easily fly an Apache helicopter and struggle stacking two slices of bread, meat, cheese. That was lettuce. hilarious. Okay. However, him repeating the layers to himself as like a stress control mechanism yeah. was extremely endearing yeah. to me. If they would have toned down the attack helicopters, I think you could have had a, <laughs> a better film. No, I, I agree with you, Mikey. That's where I landed on this, where like, I didn't hate this movie, but there's so much in it. And I feel like, especially knowing Vince Gilligan's late, later work, he definitely gets better at at oh, sure. my my problem with this movie. And that is he's doing crazy stuff just for the sake of having people do crazy stuff because he wants to be crazy and dynamic. Yeah. Uh, instead of letting unusual things come from a place of being emotionally grounded in the reality of that character. Yeah. I feel like that's where Breaking Bad really succeeds. Yes, a hundred percent. I think you can see some of that in like the the robbery scene, which is very surreal and kind of silly, but not as over the top as like a helicopter hunting your stepfather to kill him for insurance money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I don't I don't mean yes, the robbery scene definitely. I don't mean in that sense as much as I mean that the scenes that we get between Dorian and Sally are weird, but they are grounded in a reality and yeah. an emotional reality. And I think that's why they kind of work, even though they shouldn't. Nothing about any of this should work. Um, But then you get like the brother who's suddenly a serial killer, like (laughs) hell bent on serial murder. Yeah. And then like the mom who's like rooting for him to do it. And all of these people feel like caricatures as opposed to real people. Whereas when you look at something like a Breaking Bad, I feel like one of the best parts of Breaking Bad is you always understand why someone is going to do something, even if it seems crazy. You're just like... That's a bonkers choice to make, but of course you would make that choice. Yeah. Like my one of my favorite characters in Breaking Bad is Tuco Salamanca. And I know that's it's like a wild thing to say, but Tuco is a perfect example of a dynamic, crazy character who is making emotionally grounded choices. But he's also high on meth the entire time. <laughs> and that's what makes it kind of work. But in this movie, you've got a lot of people acting at a high on meth level, but without the justification for it. But without the meth. Without the meth? Yeah. Well, probably some meth. Well, I mean, yeah, like a little. I mean, he's Gary Busey's son. I figured like- Well, this is the 90s, so it would be like prescription pills they probably got from their doctor before they cracked down on all that. Yeah. So do you guys maybe want to talk about this movie scene by scene? Let's do it. Perfect romantic comedy. The chemistry in this. It's the perfect movie for the podcast because yes. it has real romance and attack and helicopters. Real weird stuff in it. <laughs> real problems. But I, I feel kind of about their chemistry the same way I feel about While You Were Sleeping, which is a, also a crazy movie, although a little more grounded than this. But part of the thing that carries it is that for some reason, Sandra Bullock, Bill Pullman, you're just like, yes. You're like, forever. I can see this. Yeah. That Lamas class scene, I was like, Oh, I was like, 
I have never thought of Lamaze as sexy until right fucking now. Oh, like, yeah. when she's like, I get ah. it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm bored. Oh, get yeah. it. Uh, it got a little midsummery. Just, ha, ha, It was not that level of weird. No, but it could have been. Oh, look, my name's Todd. I go to Lamaze classes all the time to pick up women. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Mikey, you should go to a Lamaze class. Yeah, to pick bro. Up women. I would. That hits my specific wants and needs in a very yeah, specific just, way. Just wander in. Anybody need a partner? Who here likes meth, but it's currently clean, but I could definitely set up to take a fall for meth so I can just have so the I baby. Take full custody yeah, of your child. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I'm looking I, for I, right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paige is very disappointed that I caught onto that very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. You told us in a public forum that that is what you plan to do. Beside the Apache helicopter, I come from a very southern, very sometimes white trash. I mean, some of those scenes were very triggering for me just because of, of, of family stuff, extended family stuff that has had to have been dealt with in recent years. And I hated those scenes. Even as I was watching them, I'm like, this is a this is personally upsetting me because of personal things that have happened. But that does not make it a bad movie, and I have to kind of separate, but yeah. I have heard the speech that he's a good man unless he starts drinking. Oh, yeah. So many times in my life from family members. And then, like, we got to bail him out of jail, or he pawned the lawnmower again. Like, this is all stuff that happened in my family, so I was like... This could all happen. The attack helicopters can't, but I could definitely right. see one of my relatives getting drunk and holding up his kid's birthday party because they're in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone who maybe got drunk and then fell off the roof and broke their back and therefore couldn't come to our wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. I fully understand. That, that checks out. Can I ask something really quick? Because I do realize the plan was to kill him by scaring him with an Apache helicopter. All that checks out to me. I have no problem with that logic. But what if that doesn't work? Like, what if he just, like, goes home and is like, hey, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> in the Apache me, helicopter? helicopter. Yeah. Here's the major plot hole. Just the one? There's only one major plot hole. Okay. This is, okay. No, this yeah. is the one that sets up the rest. As, his, as their stepfather, did he not know that they flew Apache helicopters? No, he has to have known. And he, he has, has to have to known know. it was them. And he right. has to have known that it was them and they were going to kill him because they knew he was cheating. Like, all of that has to have... Like been a thing but my favorite part of this movie is that if anybody else no one else besides the main characters acknowledge that there are apache helicopters flying around in this town in the final scene the truck turns around and there's a guy like flicking them off as an apache helicopter chases them i'm sorry if you cut me off in traffic i'd be like well what an asshole Oh, he's being chased by an Apache helicopter. <laughs> you know what? I'll let that go. Yeah, I'm going to let that slide. Mikey, that's the proof that the Apache helicopters are so common that he's just like, <laughs> God damn fucking Apache helicopters. He's <laughs> like flipping. He's flipping off the helicopter. Oh, uh, okay. So that's like, maybe is. this is like an alternate version of Earth in the multiverse where Apache where helicopters. Where people don't have to file flight plans or anything like that. Well, yeah, sure. Drones are Apache helicopters, if anything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> This movie should have started off with them going to the base and it's them trying to get to the Apache helicopter. They're like, yeah, can we take the Apache out for a flight? And then being like, no. Why do you think you can just take it for a pleasure cruise, you idiot? Can we we borrow a war machine? (laughs) Don't worry. We put blanks in the minigun up front. We have a very large defense budget and a very low 
control over what people do in those things. <laughs> it would not surprise me if someone joyrided an Apache helicopter before. I mean, maybe, although I'd be a little worried that it's like, where'd that $10 million thing go? I don't know. The thing with explosives on it beats me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I just, I signed it out on the form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, let me check the library card here real quick. Oh, it was the Busey brothers or whatever their names are in this movie. Yeah, it looks like Angus checked out the Apache helicopter, but also, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> he's going through some stuff. Hard times. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get into actually going through this movie. So right. we we open with a guy behind the wheel of the car, and he's at the Burgermatic, which kind of looked like I've been in Austin recently. It kind of looked like a P Terry's to me. Okay. There's a shitload of fluorescent lights. Like I, when I saw that, I was like, "Good lord, I would hate working there." It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But he comes through the drive-through and he orders a shake, and the person in the speaker says it's going to be a dollar oh three, and he's like, "But it's me." And she just says, yeah, yes, come to the window. <laughs> and this is where we first meet Drew Barrymore in a wig ass wig and a paper hat. And he's like, I told my wife about us. She's like, did you tell her about this? That and like raises her belly up to say that she is like she is supposedly eight months pregnant in this movie. But like the size of her bump changes throughout the film. It does. Yeah. Depending on what they have to have her do, which is kind of funny, too, <laughs> because in this scene, she looks like maybe six or seven. And then like there are scenes later where she looks like 12 months pregnant. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't tell his wife, Catherine O'Hara, that he was having an affair. No, she absolutely asked not. him and he just didn't lie about it. Although I think he did lie about it because he, you see him put his wedding ring back on. I think he's lying to Drew Barrymore. About yeah, she was right. She just wanted to take him home. and Oh, yeah. He wanted to drive her home, quote unquote. Right. Which means sex, Mikey. Yeah. He wanted to get her double pregnant. <laughs> double pregnant? Well, she did say put dents in my baby's head. And you're she like, did say that. Oh, no. Oh. And I was like, there's no way his dick is that big. But even if it was, oh, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, I'm worried for her and her sexual education. Yeah. They don't flip over to the, the head down until like the ninth month. So I think you've just been poking his feet is that what you're talking about Paige? Uh, no i'm talking about the fact that there are barriers but fine like moral barriers or <laughs> no like physical <laughs> barriers like you couldn't possibly do that i mean you would have if you did it during labor you could maybe like but that's not i mean i'm sorry are you <laughs> expecting me to waste this semi-private room that i found myself in <laughs> they have free applesauce here didn't we talk about fucking in front of the help last week i don't we think that this is the kind of help we were talking about hey doctor <laughs> yeah. and nurses here uh, i realized the water just broke but uh i'm gonna get up in them i'm gonna get up in them guts uh <laughs> oh no. I, I do like that first of all in the facebook group i very much appreciated everyone's renditions of baby girl including the one that was just gabagool gabagool it was so funny that whole that whole thing was hilarious I, when i saw you post that i, I immediately made the bagool art oh it, i was so proud of that it was funny so secondly a lot of people came to a consensus in the facebook group that if there were to be a celebrity that did have sex in front of the staff, it would be Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that. And I would say Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton back in the day. Yeah, they had vials of each other's blood around their neck. There's yeah. nothing they would not have done. But then also, as evidenced by the Beyonce song Partition, there is evidence that Beyonce has maybe had sex behind the staff. 
Just not in front of the I mean, that's fine. Hey, there's a partition there for a reason. Because Beyonce is classy. Yes, she is classy. (laughs) Anyway, so she gives him the shake and he offers her a ride home. She says no. And this is very much her being like, if you were married, I would have never slept with you. I did not know. And now I'm in this situation and I blame you for it. Oh, man, I've had that conversation before. Were they pregnant? No, 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 no. But I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no one was pregnant. You guys, when I worked at McDonald's, I would often sleep with people in the drive through. I mean, I had a, a sorority sister who slept with a guy that she met in the Del Taco drive through How do you meet someone in the drive through All right. Well, if you've listened all the way back to the beginning of Cult Podcast, you have probably heard this story five years ago. Let's pretend that I haven't heard it. Yeah. I mean, Mikey is well known for listening to all the podcasts he can get his ears on. But just in case the listeners just haven't case, heard it. Yeah. Just in case. She was in the Del Taco drive through He was in the car in front of her and uh, was clearly under the influence, I would say. Also, oh, yeah. It was like three in the morning. Like this was, you know, prime under the influence time. Yeah. He got out of his car and came up to her car and started to simulate having sex with the hood of her car. (laughs) They exchanged numbers. Of course they did. Dated for a few months. I love it. Uh, And then I ended up at a wedding. One of our original hosts of Cold Podcast, Marie, I was at Marie's wedding and I was sitting with a bunch of that girl's other like former roommates and friends. And I jokingly was like, whatever happened to that guy? And they're like, he's in prison. We don't talk about it. Oh, God. Okay. That Subaru did not consent to that to that sexual act. Yeah. (laughs) Can I tell you the most Boston story that's ever happened to me? Yes. So I land at Logan Airport and I get my rental car at like 1230 in the morning. I'm like, I'm starving. I got to go to like someplace that's open. The only place that was open was the McDonald's by Logan Airport. Great. So I go to that McDonald's and I'm literally, it's like the only place that's open. So there's like a long line and I'm just like waiting, right? After about 15 minutes, I just decide to like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to my hotel and go to sleep. I just, I can't wait this long for fucking mcdonald's so i drive around the reason the line wasn't moving was because someone who was going through the drive-thru was intoxicated to a level that the cops thought they might be dead and they had (laughs) driven slowly into the side of the building and i was like boston out here being crazy and i can't handle this i have seen that happen before at a mcdonald's as well except mine was at 5 (laughs) p.m and they had two lanes and they had to like open it up uh So if you were holding up a Boston McDonald's at like 1230, 1 a.m. about two months ago, I hope you're still alive. But I mean, (laughs) when I drove by, he was slumped down like like it looked like he was lifeless. Like and I heard the cop yelling through the like the window was closed, but he was like yelling at it. He was probably drunk and high it's yeah, he's probably me. passed out. i think he was just shit-faced i mean i've seen people like that at clubs unless he was elderly then he was probably dead no dude looked like he was 30 the woman i saw uh when it happened to me at 5 p.m at the uh mcdonald's on colorado boulevard in glendale she was like in her 50s maybe and i worried that she was dead and people had been like honking horns at her and we like got to the other window and we're like hey there's a woman like you know somebody needs to call And then I happened to still be kind of stuck there as the police came up and knocked on her window, like right up on her window. And she just went like, huh? And you're just like, oh, no, drunk. (laughs) That is drunk for sure. Yeah. 
Anyway, so he pulls away. He puts his ring back on. He drives off into a side road. And we're still getting credits. This is where I found out that Vince Gilligan wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, okay. Um, he swerves to avoid an accident. And then he hears, like, wind and everything outside. And it, it reveals that it's a helicopter. Like, he has almost just hit a helicopter on the road. It's so crazy. It is crazy. The helicopter follows him until he basically, like, banks the car and runs out through oh, so what good. must be, like, a campground <laughs> or something. Meanwhile, the helicopter radio is picking up the Burgermatic headsets, which is impossible. Right. Physically impossible. <laughs> Like, they're like closed channel headphones. Like, I used to have to wear one of those at Pottery Barn next to the mall where everyone had them. And around this time, like, not not too far off from this. And we wouldn't pick anybody up, you know? I would hope Apache helicopters are encrypted. Same. They definitely um, are, yeah. Now, here's the one thing I will say. Uh, and I think this is probably very different now because I think baby monitors are very different now or at least the ones I've encountered as an adult. As a kid, baby monitors were set to radio frequencies, and my parents lived near an air base. They could hear air traffic control sometimes, or sometimes they would hear neighbors. That was pretty weird. But I know you can hack baby monitors now. Anyway, as as depicted in this movie, I do not think this is possible. No, it definitely is not. Because then all the radio equipment in an Apache helicopter would be useless in a time of war. Yeah, completely. Yeah. But what they're overhearing they're overhearing Drew Barrymore and her co-worker Roy fighting over who has to clean the shake machine which in my mind I was like is that why the shake machine's always broken at McDonald's because nobody ever wants to clean anything that makes a lot of sense anyway meanwhile we're cutting back and forth between that and the helicopter the helicopter's chasing him he drops his heart meds he runs through this like row of benches sits down on a bench proceeds to have a heart attack and he's dying and then it looks like the helicopter just lights him up, like shoots him to a pink mist. However, but he doesn't actually like turn into pink mist. You just see the minigun right. spinning. Yeah. And him, it like sort of cuts to him the next morning and he's just like sitting up fully dead. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? And the coroner's like, get a shot of the two of us because he's sitting up all weird, which is. <laughs> I did find that very funny. Horrible, but very funny. Accurate and also terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they identify who he is, that he worked at the cigarette factory, that he lost his heart attack pills. And then they're like, does it look like there was any foul play? No, stop taking pictures then. Fuck this. Yeah, stop wasting money on film. And then they walk back through the benches to the car. But as if the benches are like, you know, when you go to TSA and they have it all roped off and you have to walk yes. through it, even though it's empty. Yeah. They walk through the benches like that. And it's like, there's straight lines through the benches. <laughs> I saw that too. And they could have literally just stepped over them. Like they yeah, want yeah, yeah. super They're not high tall. benches. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're doing here. Anyway. Meanwhile, at Army, uh, we cut to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is Air Force. Actually, it's National Guard. It's right? Air National Guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, National yeah. Guard because they were Army first and National Guard yes. second because he talks about it. But. So we meet Angus and Dorian, who are the brothers who were in the helicopter. Uh, we find out that they've collected the shell casings and that the guy they were chasing, Henry Lever, the night before, died. So now they're like, crap, we got to make sure that we covered our tracks. Are there any loose ends? And they're like, well, we heard that interference, but like, 
you know, there's nothing there, just burgermatic. And they're like, well, we'll have to check it out. So they go to the burgermatic. Yeah. And they ask about the headphones and they're like, oh, yeah, we heard all kinds of crazy shit last night. But it doesn't seem like they know that they killed somebody like they didn't hear that over the radio. No, they have no idea First of all, he died of a heart attack. Right? No one's looking for anyone. Yeah, they literally, there are no loose ends to tie up here. Zero. Zero loose ends. Yeah. Immediately zero. Um, <laughs> but they now believe that she is a loose end because they've talked to her in the drive-thru and they think she heard something. So we cut to the sheriff knocks on Catherine O'Hara's door and is like, we found her husband dead of a heart attack. And she's like, oh, no, he always takes his pills. I'm so sorry. Like, it's very, you know, she's sad and crying. She does such a good job here because like at the very beginning, I was like, oh, God, like she's really broken up about this because she like collapses and the sheriff right. like carries her to a chair and sets her down. Oof. Yeah, not me, bro. I was like, she's faking. That's Catherine O'Hare. Well, I mean, yeah. So. Just as that's happening, her two sons come home, and it is Angus and Dorian. Yes, the Apache twins. The Apache twins are her kids. <laughs> yeah. Now, at this point, we don't yet know that he was their stepdad. Right. We just know that she's their mom, and he was her husband. So knowing that Sally, Drew Barrymore, has some sort of relationship with Luke Wilson, I was like, oh, no, is he going to, <laughs> like, that's his half-sibling. I don't... Oh, my God. Oh, no. And it ruined a, like a significant portion of the movie for me because I was like, this is bad. Yeah. This is real bad. Yeah. So we cut to Drew Barrymore walking home uh, because her car broke down. So the school bus passes and gives her a ride. I'm assuming after school because there's no kids on it. Yeah. I figured like the school bus driver was just on her way home and she saw Drew Barrymore and she was like, hey, let me take you home. Right. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah. Or yeah. she's just practicing for the baby. <laughs> I guess. You mean the school bus driver was like practicing One day for the, I'm going to carry this baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, so she talks about why she's still working this late into her pregnancy. And it's because they're shorthanded at the restaurant. They need to hire people. But this is also where we find out how she feels about the whole situation where she didn't know that he was married until she was pregnant and he tried to make her get rid of it. And she knows that his wife didn't know and she feels bad. She feels genuinely bad and wants to apologize to his wife and feels like she deserves to know the truth. So we cut to the wife's house, yeah. Catherine O'Hara's house, where we find out that she has helped orchestrate this entire fucking thing. Oh, yeah. She is like the mastermind who has gaslighted yeah. her sons into killing her step-husband. Step-husband. Their stepfather. Her, their stepfather, yeah. Which, by the way, he's definitely not the first, right? Oh, no. I, I assumed that there are many people dead under those hay bales. Yeah, yeah. something. Well, th no, that's her house. That's Sally's house. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird that they buried them. <laughs> There. Yeah, it's weird that they buried them there. <laughs> anyway, so the only witness they have is they think Drew Barrymore. So their plan is to have Luke Wilson get a job at Burgermatic, and that's how they're going to find out if she knows anything. Meanwhile, Catherine O'Hara stays home and makes fake phone calls to relatives. Right. And I did love that when the Apache twins get to Burger Republic or whatever the fuck this place is called. Burgermatic like, Matter Burger. Like little Busey is all like, listen, I would work here if I was good at that sort of thing. You're just much better at recon than me. He's yeah. like complimenting <laughs> him into doing like the grunt work that he doesn't want to do. And I thought that that was very indicative of an older brother. Well, we also <laughs> find out that this is his first job 
outside of the army the arm the army or guards that makes sense i mean he's 24 he probably enlisted at 18, 18 and yeah. he did four years in the army and then two years in the national guard yeah well and i i think one of the things that i love about this movie is that it portrays working in a fast food restaurant as much harder than people anticipate it to be and i'm like yeah, that is true it is that is 100 percent true but 90 percent of that is the shitty people who eat at that fast food restaurant like oh yeah they, they just have to deal with so much bullshit that's so sad there is although uh if you're curious there is a tiktok account that literally just shows how they make everything at mcdonald's okay and it's literally like a guy who works there and is like this is the order this is how we do it this is the thing here's where we cook the buns and it's <laughs> fascinating fascinating like i'm not even that big of a mcdonald's fan but i'm just like i'm so interested in this yeah anyway it's a science it's a, it is a science so we cut to he's filling out his resume in Burgermatic. And we do know that Angus gave him a gun to take Ugh. to his first day. So he notices that Sally Drew Barrymore is crying and he's trying to like start up a conversation with her to maybe cheer her up. So he's like, on this W4, do I claim one or zero? And by the way, the answer, <laughs> zero. Uh, so yeah. He gives her a handkerchief and he's like, did someone die? And they end up sending her home. So he has to learn the sandwich assembly from Roy. And Roy walks him through the sandwich assembly in order, which will then become the refrain that he kind of says to himself to calm himself down throughout the movie. They're like, bottom patty bottom bun bottom whatever but yeah, yeah. i was trying to keep track of it and they do it specifically quickly to make it confusing yeah but i was like as he was going through it i was like okay and even i struggled and i was like man there's a reason that i was in retail and not fast food <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i really loved roy i wish we had gotten more of roy in this movie i've Me seen him too. in a yeah, bunch a of character. other stuff but he's really yeah. good like he's still acting i think he's on um oh yeah I think he's still on Fear the Walking Dead. Is that still a show? Uh, There's a new one, and I don't know what it's called. I think the Fear uh, the Walking Dead is the new one. Fear the Walking Dead was the one after Walking Dead, but then there's one after Fear oh the Walking Dead. Oh, my God. Is there really? I've been so tuned out. I have yeah, no idea. I, but. I have not watched any Walking Dead since, like, season three or four, so I don't know. I just looked it up. His name's Daryl Mitchell, but it is Fear the Walking Dead that he's in. He's also in um, NCIS New Orleans. Ooh. He's now, like, a TV actor, but, like, a very established TV actor. Yeah, no, he works. I feel like I see him constantly. Yeah. Anyway. So he fails at assembling the burgers and criticizes the meat. Yeah. So they make him sweep the parking lot where he drops the gun, picks it back up. Then, and this was the kind of confusing because they didn't set this up great. Shelly Duvall, who is Sally's mom, uh, Drew Barrymore's mom, comes to have a birthday party for Drew Barrymore's eight-year-old brother? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is possible. I mean, she's like 1920. So yeah, yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's it's a gap. I what I what I expected her to tell us is that the man that we meet just two scenes from now was her stepfather because he is kind of creepy in a stepfathery way. Yeah. And that and that that eight year old was from like a second marriage kind of thing. Oh, I mean, it's definitely that lady's second marriage because her first marriage ended when her husband froze to death. At that hotel. And came after her with that axe. Yeah. yeah. You see, that kid, 
He's got the shine. <laughs> anyway, because there's a kid's birthday party, they force Luke Wilson to get into the mascot costume for Buzz Burgermatic, who's a supersonic robot that delivers food at lightning speed. This whole sequence is like, I was like, this movie's so good. Mikey, I was thinking the same thing, especially when like he is dressed as, you know, the Burgermatic guy, whatever, whatever it is. Right. And like the guy who has like a shotgun and is like holding the restaurant hostage so that he can be there for his son's birthday or whatever. He's like, Hey man, you got to move fast, move fast. That's what they do. Like, and he just wiggles his arms. Yeah. In his face. He's like wiggling his arms in the kid's face. And the kid's like, what are you doing? He's like, move through space, move through space. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Before we get to that though, he has to get dressed somewhere Yeah, uh, and they won't let him disrobe in the bathrooms. So he ends up dressing in the walk-in freezer, which I was like, that's not better than a bathroom. No, like, and he gets locked in. Like, he would have died if no one let him out. No, there's food in there that you're going to serve people. Anyway, he comes out. He kind of, the the guy with the shotgun is the one who opens the walk-in. So he brings him out and tries to get him to perform for the kids. And again, to cover the shotgun thing, while he's in the walk-in, a guy comes in with a shotgun as if he's going to rob the burger restaurant. But we find out that it is... Sally's father, or at least she calls him daddy, so I'm assuming father. Right. And he is under the influence and is holding up this burgermatic to be there for his son's birthday, even though there is a restraining order in place. So it's like... It's played for laughs, but it is a dark scene. Not great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty terrible. Yeah. So as he pulls Luke Wilson out of the walk-in, Luke Wilson puts a bullet on the grill in one of the burgers. <laughs> he like li- pushes it down to the center of a burger. Center of a burger. And he's playing along, but the burger bullet goes off. Well, that's because uh, someone ordered their burger loaded. Oh, my God, Mikey. Guys loaded i wonder if he wrote that joke i bet he did (laughs) but he uses the distraction from the loaded burger to basically disarm and subdue red who's the the drunk guy and then lo and behold the the gun is not loaded like he had no no ammunition right because he's not that bad of a guy or whatever like he should still be in jail yeah he's a good man except when he drinks oh that's my daddy well the thing that real real creeped me out and the thing that made me think stepdad although she says dad later uh, was he sees Sally and he's like, you're showing real good. And I was like, oh, yeah. is it his baby secretly? No. Oh, no. I mean, she does have a thing for older men, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But it is a South. Like, you never know. Like, I was driving <laughs> from Nashville to Orlando once and I got to the Florida, like Georgia line right there. And you rolled your windows down and cruise. Yeah, you cruise past a bunch of billboards that say she's your daughter, not your date. And I'm like, what is happening in this county? Yeah, I can't get either dates or daughters or anything. Like, I can't date someone to make a daughter. I'm going to die alone without a family. What are you guys talking about? Man, I feel like that was the wrong time to say those words. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's hard to joke about <laughs> incestual Deep South things. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so we find out that they they do take Red in 
and the cops are all there. Angus, the brother, shows up and is like, do they know? Do they know about dad? And it's like, again, no one is looking for you. He died of a heart attack. Right. Yeah, he's got real, I've used a lot of meth and I'm paranoid energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has definitely hopped up on too much cocaine. He has taken apart a toaster in his time. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he has a girlfriend. Her name is Tina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Luke Wilson's like, she doesn't know anything. She didn't hear anything. And Angus doesn't believe him. He's like, well, then I'm going to go have to get a job there now. And so Luke Wilson's like, don't. I'll do it. I'll just keep working there. It's fine. Yeah. So they come home where Catherine O'Hara is digging through the cabinets and finds a set of rainbow condoms taped to the inside of a cabinet. Yeah. For Pride Month. Yeah. For, for Pride <laughs> Month. <laughs> But she is like talking to her kids and she's like, well, she wasn't using these with me or whatever. And they're like, mom, we don't want to hear this. Also, he's dead. Let it lie. Also, it was an unopened box of condoms. He's not using them with anybody. Oh, and she's (laughs) pregnant. He's not using condoms with anybody. Which is more troubling. Like, I would feel better if there were condoms missing from that package. Which goes to her point, because I think if you just change the tone, it's the same conversation. He didn't use these with me. Which basically, she's telling her sons, yeah he put he put it all in him yeah he only raw dogs yeah he dumped it all in him he left her burger loaded oh no (laughs) between the buns extra mayo oh Oh, no god because it's white fast food restaurants already put way too much fucking mayo on everything they really do but it also might be semen you never know i mean it depends on how nice you were to somebody in the drive-thru you got two choices in that situation one's yellow one's white what mustard or mayo is that what you're trying to say compared to does your semen come out yellow hang on one second but my pee does oh (laughs) mayo starred mustard mayonnaise uh so <laughs> holy shit i love that sketch it's it's one of my favorite that's mr Father, show right i'm dying yeah mr show. bob odenkirk who would then later be on better call Saul. yeah guys if you don't oh. know what page was referencing do yourself a favor and watch and page i can't say it so say it again oh yeah no just the, the it's go to youtube it's definitely on youtube it is it's the mr show sketch mayo starred mustard ana it's fucking amazing vandalay's mayo starred mustard ana god mr show was like so good it's all on hulu and i went back and watched all of mr show yeah. recently and it was I did too. fucking great i missed it when it was on i think it was on hbo right it was on hbo yeah mm-hmm. I, I didn't have hbo until like pretty recently so but man it's so funny a little bit of early jack black in there too yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. oh so funny anyway so Catherine O'Hara is having like a full-blown meltdown about the fact that her her husband cheated, or at least she is pretending to, because I think this is what she does. I think she makes a big old deal, and then Angus doesn't want mommy to be unhappy, and so he does the things that she is hinting at, while she can be like, I never said kill anybody. Exactly. She's like gaslighting Angus into murdering her husbands. Correct. At least this husband. Right. I definitely think she murdered their dad when they were young. Yeah, possibly. Or he murdered him. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. Anyway, this is where Luke Wilson kind of starts to like, no, how many people are we going to try and fucking kill for this? Like, what are we doing? This is not... The answer is four. Four. (laughs) Well, if if you don't count the baby. Right. But we have to, so it's five. Too soon? Mm-hmm. Too soon mm-hmm. to count the baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they go out and he's like Angus is brainstorming ideas. And he's like, what about the lady who killed somebody with a frozen leg of lamb and then cooked it for the detectives? No evidence. Like we got to do it with like a faulty gas stove. 
or something because whoever he's banging probably doesn't also have a heart condition like him. And this is where we reveal that they're talking about this in bunk beds, that they're full grown adults that live in bunk beds. I loved it though. Like, cause there's so much room for activities. Like it just made me laugh. I thought yeah. it was very, very funny that they like live like 13 year olds. And yes, I was here for it. and hoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the company they start? The Catalina Wine Mixer. Oh, oh, the company they start. I don't remember the company name, but it's something Industries. Yeah, and I don't remember. I believe it's Boats and Hose Industries. No, it's Prestige Worldwide. That's right. That's what it was. Hell yeah! But they're oh the the uh, the company in this movie would have been Apache Worldwide. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Appropriation. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we cut to Burgermatic the next day and Dorian's kind of like, hey, I hope things are better today, you know, and he's watching Drew Barrymore put her apron on in the drive through window. And we could tell already that he's kind of into her. Yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, where'd you find that bullet again? And he's like, oh, I just found it sweeping up the parking lot. Just like, you know. It's a good Don't answer. Don't ask any more questions. <laughs> it is a good answer. I mean, if this is truly in the South, like the relationships would suggest, <laughs> then that's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I yeah, found yeah, a, yeah. I found bullets in my works parking lot. I mean, in all fairness, Mikey, until recently you worked at a bullet factory. So like that just <laughs> right. makes sense. Well, the cigarette factory got shut down. <laughs> The South only can do a, a few things. Right. I mean, I told you guys about the time I interviewed a person. Yes. And they, uh, I thought about that. I thought about that. And they that. had a yeah. bullet and a waffle. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. you mentioned that. Uh, I think it was on horror version, but still like, was yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, that story yeah. is wild. I could not tell you what episode it was, but yes. Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah. Roscoe's chicken and waffles in Pasadena. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Well, it's because he, oh, he ordered his waffles. Loaded. Loaded. <laughs> they they honestly Roscoe's chicken and waffles don't do shit to the waffles. It's literally just like syrup, butter. Well, yeah, they just serve a very high caliber product. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do though. Love I it. love those waffles because they're not like Belgian waffles. They're more like a almost like they made an ego at home, but there's a little bit of vanilla and cinnamon in it. I'm like craving it right now. Paige, that sounds so good. Paige, I'm not even joking. I had an Eggo with peanut butter on it for dinner tonight. Like I just wasn't super hungry and that's what I, I literally just ate that for dinner. Not enough food for an adult. <sighs> it's a good thing I'm a little child baby boy. <laughs> a little titty baby boy. <laughs> anyway, so he gives her a helicopter toy for the baby. Yeah. Which is like it's misguided but very sweet oh i liked it he was like one day we're gonna have to explain that this is how we killed that baby's father father yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 with an apache helicopter which is a cool way to go though it is yeah i got scared the shit out of me to death by an apache helicopter but unfortunately the sugar hill gang was not there heart no. disease runs in our family runs away from apache helicopters <laughs> I am the chief. I don't know why, but I love that fucking song because it is <laughs> ridiculous. It's terrible. It a, a cultural appropriation out the yang. Oh yeah, terrible. Uh, but do have fun at weddings. I know, right? Anyway, as she's cracking coins, uh, opening. The, her register uh there's a guy on the loudspeaker trying to be like are you open yet you're in there so you should be open which i swear to god if i had a nickel for every time <laughs> i had to tell somebody to fuck off until we are open because like people would show up and they're like well you're here so and i'm like i have shit to do before the store opens and also fuck you the hours are on the outside like yeah. what are we <sighs> 
Yeah. That was one of my big that or people after you close are like, come on, just let me in. No. I have a home and a life and a things to get back to. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but are y'all open though? Like I'm I came for breakfast. It's- I came for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly like I am now craving syrup waffle. <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> thinking about Roscoe's. Uh anyway, so Luke Wilson goes outside and gets into the guy's car and is like, hey, man, uh, she works hard and deserves your respect and you're not showing respect. So I think you should leave. You're not welcome here anymore. And then just calmly gets out of the truck and goes back into the restaurant. And she hears all of it because he's wearing his headset. Yeah. And while this is a strong swing uh, and could have gone badly, I do think that he does it in a calm way and it really it seems to touch her where she's just like oh no one ever stands up for me but he did which is very sweet it is sweet i mean their relationship although weird because she's pregnant with his stepbrother is sweet like he immediately feels like he wants to take care of her and be sweet whoa 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 no well they never got married is it still technically a stepbrother yes yes well, it's his step step brother, right? It's it's his, no, his step father's son, because but because his oh, fa- yeah, his step father's yeah, yeah, yeah. dead and they're not married anymore. They weren't step. They're they're not loophole no lo- baby. <laughs> they're, well, they're, I think they're they're no longer step, but it's still strange because the man who impregnated the woman that he's going to be with also had sex with his mom, his biological mom. Yeah, like. That is a reality in this story. Yeah. And Luke Wilson probably hasn't by the end of this movie, but is probably going to have a lot of sex with Drew Barrymore's character. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she could literally look at him during sex and be like, your daddy did it so differently. No, no. (laughs) Mikey, you look so mad at me right now. I don't like that. I I rate that like (laughs) negative four dildos or whatever rating system Pornhub uses. (laughs) So she's very touched by him defending her. Yeah. And he's his two step dad now. As in the dance, as in two step. Oh, okay. Paige liked it. <laughs> I liked it. That that was actually pretty fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it's no lo- aloof of Brett. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, she asks him like, "I'm I'm going to Lamaze class, and I I need a partner, but I don't have one. Will you come with me?" And so they go to Lamaze class, and he has to explain like, "Oh, I'm just a friend." But Lamaze class is very like physical. Like, oh, you, yeah, they're. Yeah. So he's like she's like all up in his lap and like they're yeah. holding hands and they literally get up and like embrace because there's one of the one of the techniques where you're like holding on to each other and she's like breathing right. over your shoulder sort of. Yeah, right. I've done that technique a time or two. Is that when she was like cowgirling or was it like you more on top and she was just like, I can't breathe. Get off of me. I was crying. It was just. (laughs) Well, now I feel bad for making fun of you. Yeah, Yeah, you should. (laughs) My grandfather was killed. Fucking fucking get high roaded every time I try and make a joke about Mikey's sex life. It was when my grandfather died from an Apache helicopter. (laughs) He wasn't in the helicopter. It just fell on him. Oh, the odds of that. I mean, come on. Died by fallicopter. (laughs) Fallicopter is amazing. Got sent to helicopter. (laughs) Anyway, the Lamas scenes are shot. It reminded me of some of the early scenes of Fresh when they're kind of getting to know each other, where it's shot kind of soft focused, 
focusing on them being close, kind of like like that as dance. You know, like Vaseline edges. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always into Vaseline edges. Okay. I mean, at least you're using lube. I mean, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that was our fault for thinking sure. that when you said it. <laughs> sure. I do like that the lady, the Lamaze lady comes by and is like, relaxed jaw means an open vagina. And I was like, <laughs> and then I just like relaxed my jaw and I was like, damn, she right. <laughs> I actually did wonder about that, but I'm glad that you're here to set the record straight on it. My gym is having a pelvic workshop. Mikey, why are you not there right now? <laughs> you should you should come in. It, it, it's actually like it's actually really good for men and women to strengthen their pelvic floor. Yeah. That's what they said. And I was like, yeah, none of these words make sense to me. Well, do you want to have better sex with people? Because if you do strengthen your goddamn pelvic floor, do kegels all day, Mikey. All day. That's when you pee and then stop peeing and then pee again. Right. Well, I mean, you don't have to do it while peeing. You can just flex that muscle while you're. That's you the weirdest thing I've muscle. ever heard you say. Yeah. Okay. You get cut. You got to pee. Start and stop. Start and stop. Start and stop. I'm, I mean, that's the muscle, but you don't only do it when you're peeing. You're doing it right now, aren't you, Mikey? I can see it on your face. <laughs> I've been doing it for like the last two minutes. I'm doing it now. I, as a stress mechanism, grit my teeth a lot and grind my teeth a lot. Yeah. So my jaw is, I, I have to remind myself to relax my jaw a lot. So when I like thought about it and was like, I was like, oh. Next time I'll have sex, I'll be like, hey, baby, go ahead and uh, tighten your jaw for me. <laughs> Usually your jaw is, oh, and I can't, I guess I can't speak for everybody. My jaw is often clenched during sex. Well, yeah, because you only have sex on like high speed chases. <laughs> <laughs> I only fuck on roller coasters. <laughs> anyway, so they do the like junior high, high school slow dance one. And she says, you didn't get pregnant with those legs together. Baby's not going to come that way either. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But he drives her home. And instead of just dropping her off at the driveway, he drives her up to the front door. Because well, you know that's how you know someone likes someone. Because they won't drop off an eight-month-old pregnant woman to walk a mile down the road. My dude, you would be shocked at how often guys will just be like, is this good enough? Bye. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so crazy to me. That is really sad. I've been on some shitty dates and I still walked them home or like drove them to their house. Like you want to make sure everyone gets home safe before you never talk to them again. Right. <laughs> I've also been like, drop me off here so that people don't know where I live. Oh, yeah. And that's also a good plan. If you get like a weird vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, for a first date, just meet them there. Don't let them pick yeah, you up. Oh, your house. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't like people. Yeah. I always like to have my car so I can leave places at any time. It's my like. Yeah. No, that's a great pro tip i mean i hate that mikey knows where i live why well, hate you know where i live how about you how does that feel i mean i helped you move in you bastard <laughs> you're the one who started this you're both <laughs> titty baby bitches <laughs> <laughs> i do like a good boob i will tell you same fully same shocking no one um get in my mouth Oh, God. <laughs> you look like you grossed yourself out with that I which did. was really funny to I watch did. i really did not like what just came out of my mouth oh man the look on your face is one of the best things i've ever seen i uh, i am reminded of a southern phrase i was once taught tough titty said the kitty but the milk is still good who 
taught you that phrase? A real weird cat. <laughs> Maybe a magical cat? I don't know. It spoke English. It kept trying to put me my dick in a mailbox. <laughs> anyway, so he, he drops her off at the front, or like toward the front of the house. And as she's getting out of the car, uh, she's like, hey, you didn't ask me about who the father was. And he's like, oh, I figured it was a touchy subject. But, you know, and she's like, no, I know. And I know this is weird, but I'm going to be a good mother. I promise. And he just goes, I know. And then she kisses him and she hops out of the truck. Kisses him on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. on the cheek. Yeah. In a very sweet interaction. Oh, yeah. It's super sweet. Like, I sort of like his respect for her in this movie because that's not something you see in a lot of like 90s movies. Like, a lot of times, like, the guy sort of aggressively pursues her. Right. And I feel like Luke Wilson's character is just very much like she's a pregnant woman. I, I want to help her. She needs help. And then he eventually develops feelings for her that are romantic. Yeah. I feel like. All of his interactions with her are very rooted in the fact that he cares about her yeah. and cares mm -hmm. for her yeah. and wants the best for her. And I do love that. It's yeah. a very sweet. And there's no, I mean, the only point at which any of their relationship is in question is not from him treating her badly or doing anything mean to her. It is that they find out that the father of her child was his stepfather. Right. Which is an understandable thing to be upset by. Yeah. I can be honest with you and say that I would be out at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't blame anybody. Yeah. So I'm more in. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> it's a good thing your mom never got remarried then. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Oh, if he had a hot daughter, then... That's like everything that's that is on the not internet. This situation, that's not this Mikey. situation. Drew Barrymore is not their stepsister. That's right. That's <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> so my mom would have to be remarried. He would have to go to a Wendy's. Yeah, and knock up Wendy. And then you fall in love with Wendy. I murder him. After you murder him, yeah. Got right. It. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. It's an it's an age of Adeline <laughs> scenario where she banged the dad, and the dad's like, "You guys seem so happy together." <laughs> like, dear Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> anyway, so he checks his watch, and he's late for his stepdad's viewing. Right. So he gets there. He's still in his work uniform. They steal a tuxedo off a dead body that I guess was their high school coach, Coach Adams. Dude, I love that scene because he picks up Coach Adams to take the jacket off of him and then just drops him and his body like slams back on the table. And oh, then when you God. see him with the blazer on, because he's only wearing the jacket. It's cut down the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you never see the back of someone in a casket. Like, it doesn't matter normally. But because right. he's walking, you're like, what the fuck happened to his jacket? Loved it. Well, and also, nobody factored in the smell. Of the jacket? Yes, because it's been on a corpse that's being embalmed. Yeah, I bet it would smell like shit. Like formaldehyde at yeah. minimum. Yeah, my head theory was that the whole town, that town smelled like that. Their big industry is a cigarette factory. That's true. None of them can smell anything. Yeah. All of their all of their olfactory <laughs> nerves are shot. Yeah. That factory sells uh, shares the formaldehyde with that actual embalmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That checks Puts out. Extra fiberglass in it for spice. So <laughs> he goes to meet his mom, Catherine O'Hara, who's putting on a big show of crying. Oh yeah, and she has like a death grip on his hand. So. We cut to the next day he walks into Burgermatic in a suit and he's like, I got to go to a funeral. But also he looks great in that suit. Uh, but Roy is like, man, I knew you were FBI. 
which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Same. It is very funny. Uh, so he goes to a funeral, but then Sally also is like, I have to attend a funeral. So we cut to the funeral. I did like that when he goes in to tell the owner or maybe not the owner, but the manager of Burgerama or whatever the fuck they work. Burgermatic. He's like, I got to go to a funeral. And he's like, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> he just does yeah. not care. Yeah. And that was not my experience when I worked in fast food. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely Why not. Why don't people want to work anymore? I have a feeling. <laughs> oh, that, that meme where there's like a hand on a casket that just says, like, retail manager, how could you do this to us? We're so short staffed. Yeah. And it's like at a person's funeral. That was my experience. Same. Where like my my job now is great about like if you need time off and you just like. Hey, I got, I yeah, got to take time. My job now is that way too. It's great. And it took me a long time to unlearn the idea of like, if I take time off, no one dies. Like I need to take time off so that I can be refreshed and alert and not burned out. And while I'm gone, the world doesn't end. Right. If I'm gone for a day. Yeah. Because in retail, the world would fucking end, which is how I went six months in a row without a day off for a while. So Ugh. like- yeah. The difference is when I take a day off, it's so that someone dies. Oh, um, nice. If I take a day off, people do die. I know. Yeah, that's dark, but accurate. And it's the women because I murder that P word. You know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> page. I did the old one, too. You fell for it. <laughs> Please stop killing us. There's already enough stuff killing us. Stop throwing heads at me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you quote Lake Placid to us? <laughs> Just clench your jaw, please. <laughs> anyway, so we go to the funeral. Catherine O'Hara is milking it. Yeah. And Luke Wilson sees that Drew Barrymore has showed up in the distance. And to keep his family from looking at her and noticing her, he kicks flowers into the grave so they don't see it. Yeah. He like causes a diversion. Right. This is also where we hear him reciting the burger order to himself. Yeah. So we cut to their car on the way home from the funeral. And Angus is just Flicking Dory in the whole time <laughs> Like in the back of the head It's so funny to me That is definitely an older brother kind of it's, move Yeah I've got a good flick Oh I'm sure you do Mine really hurts because I got hard gel nails So like it'll hit you Anyway uh, So they're trying to brainstorm like Catherine Harris like I felt it I knew she was at the funeral But I couldn't figure out who she was And they were like well there's a lot of women there from the factory And he's like yeah, the factory. Like, why don't you check at the factory and see if there's anyone there? Because he's thinking it'll divert him from looking for Drew Barrymore. So he shows up to Drew Barrymore's house and he's like, hey, I really have to talk to you. Because I think at this point he has realized who the father of her child is. He has made the connection. Um, so he comes in and she's like, hey, let's go see the helicopters like let's go on a fun date basically uh so he agrees uh he takes her to go see the helicopters <laughs> which i don't think is something you could do i don't think you could take a date onto the military base to show them the like hardware i've been on air force too but like that was as part of like a like a specialized trip thing when i was in high school okay yeah but this all takes place before 9-11 I mean, yeah, it does. It takes place three years before it. Yeah, and I was on Air Force Two after 9-11. All right. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, it looks like a plane. I mean, isn't Air Force Two just the vice president's plane? Yeah, it's the vice president's yeah. plane. Uh, and it, it is a private jet, so that's cool. And then I sure. did get to sit in an Apache helicopter. Was the Sugar Hill Gang there? No. Did you scare anyone to death? Yeah. Almost because they landed <laughs> one near us and they, because um, they're like, 
so you can feel the like wind, like how much wind it generates. So they have you like stand a certain distance away and they land it. And you're just like, <laughs> like, like yeah. blowing yeah. your cheeks back and stuff. Any closer, you freeze to death right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, any closer and the <laughs> propellers get you, I think. But like, anyway, yeah, it was fascinating. Fascinating. We'll never use it probably ever in my life. You never know. Like, Paige is like, I was wrong. I had to fly an Apache helicopter yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knew that one day I would find myself as the vice president? <laughs> and now it's my plane. Um, Tank, I need the user manual for an Apache helicopter quick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're still making Matrix references. A movie that came out the year after this movie, 23 oh years ago. Apache, Apache helicopters were so hot back then. They <laughs> They honestly were they were like the hot new thing because black hawk down is only a couple of years after this too right it's the same it's like the same time uh so they go up to one of the helicopter mechanics and and he's like what are you up to and he just says about half mast who's your lady friend oh my god yeah yeah he's a he's a problem he's a problem do you recognize that guy though no who is he looks familiar and i couldn't think of it yeah so he's been in I think it was Eastbound and Down. He's been in a bunch of like stuff with, oh, who is the guy from Eastbound and Down? Danny McBride. Yeah, he's been in a bunch yeah. of Danny McBride stuff. I can't remember his name, but he's really, he's honestly a really good actor. Okay, I looked it up. His name is John Hawks. Okay, uh, and he has been in a lot of shit. Deadwood the movie. He was in. Uh, he was oh, in Deadwood yeah. the show. Obviously, he was in Eastbound and Down. Uh, but uh, he's he's great. But it was just wild to see him in this like one scene part. Uh, I think the best thing I've seen him in was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, that's such a dark and good movie. It is, and he's really good in it, although he doesn't have like a huge part, but he's really good in it. Eastbound and Down reminds me of that meme that we sent in our, I think it was on our Instagram uh, group chat, about like, sit down, bitch, I got hard truths to tell you. <laughs> yeah. The opening to Eastbound and Down, I think, is the most perfect opening to any like funny TV show ever because it is like all voiceover and it's like the main character in Eastbound and Down talking about how much of a badass baseball player he was. And then it zooms in on his car or his truck and you realize it reveals that he is listening to himself read his own audiobook. <laughs> And it's like, it's so funny. I loved it so much. Anyway. I do love that. The only one I love more than that is the opening of Righteous Gemstones where they are baptizing a bunch of people in a wave pool in and then China. someone turns on the wave pool. God, it's so funny. <laughs> it so really much. is. Yeah, you're right. Danny McBride knows how to cold open like a champ. Oh man. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway, so he's showing Sally the aircraft and uh, shows her how the guns work. And Luke Wilson kind of gets rid of him. Like, can you go get us some yoo-hoos? Like, please, bye. <laughs> uh, and he pops into the cockpit and he's like, can you? Can I ask you about the father? Yeah. And she's like, well, his name was Henry and he was older than me. And he's like, did you love him? And she's like, at one time, but not anymore because he lied to me. Yeah. And this is where he finds out that she didn't know he was married until it was too late. Yeah. So in, in his mind, it's like she did not maliciously do this. No. Yeah. Like, and it does seem at the beginning like she cut it off when she found out he was actually married. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Um, and so he says, I have to tell you something important, but instead they kiss. Yeah. Anyway, 
she says that she wants to introduce herself to Henry's wife, his mom. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea either, honestly. Yeah. No. And well, and she says, I want to explain myself before she finds pictures of us. I think they're in the office. Yeah. So Luke Wilson takes off for the office because he's got to find those pictures before Angus does. Yeah. And he tosses the whole desk, finds a box of hair dye, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> finds the pictures. Yeah. Newly developed. And one is just a picture of legs. It's very strange, but you see it a couple times. I didn't realize that, but that's disturbing, right? Nothing wrong with that. N- not a woman's legs. Just a man's legs. In I shorts. like my legs. I got pictures of my legs. You have pictures of just your legs? It's my only feet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway. Thighs out, skies out. Okay. Skies out, thighs out. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get us through it so we're not here till a million years it's like recording it like nine at night or starting recording that late is a good idea yeah anyway angus is like right behind him so he stashes the photos of sally gives the rest to angus and then he burns them and flushes them meanwhile angus finds pictures of a completely different woman and decides that he's going to just fucking murder her yeah. by undoing her sewage pipe, which is real gross, and putting a hose from a CO2 tank up into her house so she gets carbon monoxide poisoning. I mean, that does happen. Like, I do feel like that would be a good way to get away with killing somebody because carbon monoxide poison, that does happen. Right. That's why your uh, most smoke detectors have the CO2 detectors as well built in. Right. So like they'll go off if you have a high level of carbon monoxide in your house. What happens when you have Colorado squared too much in your house? It's fucking (laughs) lit, my dude. (laughs) Chiefed to the rafters. (laughs) That's how Weird Al's parents died. It's actually a really sad story. He bought them like their dream house and they died in it like three months after they moved in. Yeah. It's real sad. Yeah. That's also how the parents and the sister in Midsommar died. Yeah. Well, but it was because mm, the... I mean, she was... They were murdered. Yeah, they were murdered by their daughter. Yeah, just but, like yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think Weird Al killed his parents. I was just saying that they died because of that. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. have a different nickname. Mean Al. <laughs> Murderer Al. <laughs> I do think Weird Al fits him better. Yeah, I think so, too. Love Weird Al. Anyway, they go up into the house to check, and she has passed out. And Luke Wilson tries to save her, but he also passes out. <laughs> I thought that was funny because he's like giving her mouth to mouth. And because he's doing that, he's breathing deep. And of course, he's breathing right. in carbon monoxide. So he just like passes out. He's not the smartest man. No, he's not. But no, Angus goes in there not. and like saves him. I did think it was funny when Angus is in there. He then steps outside. You hear him take a big, deep breath of like outside air. And then he comes back in to save his brother. Yeah. But the lady wakes up, too. Yeah, the lady kind of wakes up, too. Yeah. She comes to it's like Sonic the Hedgehog where you have to find the air bubbles. Yes. And just like, Hawker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she wakes up, but they're already gone. But she lives, we assume. Yeah. They show the photos to their mom and their mom's like, no, that's one of his lesbian co-workers. It's definitely not her. You should have asked me first. But also while she's looking through the pictures, she's like, well, there's only 20 pictures here, but this is a 24 exposure roll. Right. Which I guess that's a thing, right? Like, so... He could just go to the place where you get film developed and have them reprint those? If you have the negative. Only if you have the negatives. Which we don't know yet, but they do have the negatives, and that's what's going to happen. Oh, Um, okay. Meanwhile, Sally shows up at the house, and and Luke Wilson answers the door. And so she realizes, oh, you're the stepson. Why didn't you tell anything? So she leaves. Good call. He goes after her in the truck. Uh, meanwhile, they find the negatives and have them developed. And 
at her house, he he's like, I didn't know until yesterday. It's not easy to explain. Like, I like you. I'm not just trying to target you for this. Like, right. I do really like you. I understand that this is weird. Um, meanwhile, we also find out that her mom has bailed out her father from jail from the whole heist at the burger matic who is shelly duvall i mean we haven't really said yeah. it. we didn't make a joke about it but that's shelly duvall which right it was great to see her in something yeah right so he leaves but literally as he's leaving his brother is there in the other car because he has already seen the negatives and they know who it is and so sally comes out and introduces herself and she's like hi you know I'm sure he told you what happened. I'm real sorry. Uh, you know, I just want to apologize and we can stop bothering each other. And yeah. so Angus is like, oh, I'll bring mom by sometime. And she's like, okay, great. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We cut back to the house where Catherine O'Hara is freaking the fuck out uh, because she now knows who it is and wants to get her killed because that's her manipulation game um and we do get one crazy line of angus being like you were rubbing bacon with the girl carrying dad's baby which is just like oh oh all those words together like no also is that a thing rubbing bacon i've never heard rubbing bacon before you, i okay uh, uh what do kermit the frog's finger smell like <laughs> miss piggy bacon okay they well smell yeah, yeah, yeah like bacon yeah, uh that's where sizzle, i have heard it before you know yeah but also because bacon's kind of like flaps clench your hog jowls <laughs> anyway at this point Catherine o'hare is like i can't believe you would do this to me why would you hurt me this way you were my favorite oh my because god because that's what she's gonna use to get angus to do what she wants yeah she knows what she's doing yeah and luke wilson is like hey she is like she's trying to manipulate you you don't understand but she is. Yeah. And she doubles down with Angus and is like, do you remember our counting game when like we would sit together because we got tummy aches and count, which to me suggested that this had been a manipulative and abusive relationship for a long time. Oh, yeah. It also made me very uncomfortable because it seems a little bit more creepy. Yeah, I didn't it's like it. weird. Yeah. Anyway, so Angus comes out of the bedroom to find Dorian on the phone with a detective because I think he was going to turn them in essentially. Yeah. We cut to him running away, cut immediately to Luke Wilson having to break out of the closet through the wall where he has been duct taped and imprisoned. I really did like that because it would be harder to like knock down the door than it would be to like punch right. through the drywall. And right. he does punch through the drywall and then open the closet door from the outside. I thought that was very smart. It was very smart. So he tries to wave down a car he does manage to get one. He goes to Sally's house. Angus and his mom are already there. And his mom is acting fully normal. Yeah. And he's like, I know she's here to try and kill you. So he's like checking the toilet and he's got his hand down there. He's like ripping the stove out of the wall. And they're like, you're crazy. You're scaring us. And this is where he admitted that he killed Henry. They did it for mom. She knew about the affair. We chased him in the helicopter. You heard him in your hell phones. Hell phones. You heard him in your headphones. <laughs> your helicopter phone. Helicopter yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we only meant to scare him. And Sally's like, what? What are you talking about? As they're kind of figuring everything out, the whole house starts shaking because Angus is above them in a helicopter. Yeah, he literally is bringing a helicopter to a domestic dispute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they make a run for it. They run to the, sugar the, the hills. family runs somewhere else. Sorry. Yeah, the Sugar Hills. 
Uh, well, no, they just run outside and they're like running in between like the bales of hay, the right? Bales of hay, yeah. Yeah. Well, they run to the truck, yes. and it ends up with Dorian, Sally, and Mom in the truck, and they take off driving, and the helicopter follows until it literally corners them on the road. And that's after they've cut a bunch of people off and people oh, are flipping off the helicopters. Yeah, it's like a four-minute chase scene. Yes. So they're literally facing the helicopter down and he's trying to get mom out of the truck so that he can shoot at least Sally, if not Sally and Dorian. Yeah, but he does want to get Dorian out as well. Like, I, I feel like he just really wants to kill Sally for, I think, no reason. Just because his mom wants him to. Well, yeah. But Dorian's not going to get out of the car. No. Mom does get out of the, the truck. Of course, because she's she... Mean. Yeah, well, because Angus is doing what she wants him to do, so she wants them to die. Right. And she's telling him stuff like, what's happening to my family? And he's like, don't cry. I'll make it better, Mom. Oh, it's so crazy manipulative. It's real fucked up. But Luke Wilson basically yells back at him through. They have like a ham radio in the truck. Yeah. But he's basically like, you're a good person, your family, and I love you. And she's manipulating you into doing things that you don't need to do. Like, it's okay. And then he covers Sally with his own body. Yeah. So sweet. Which would do nothing if an Apache shot at you. Like, it would no. go through you just like it went through the main character from 365's dad and hit him. It's the thought that counts. Well, it would force him to shoot Dorian to shoot Sally is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a chain gun's really not going to see the difference there. Like, I hear, I see what Todd's saying, but like, I agree that it was a good, sweet sentiment. Well, I, I think it was not so much to block the bullets as much as I know he won't shoot me. Right. So if I'm here. Oh, I don't, man, I don't know that he wouldn't have shot him. Like, if that was Mikey in the Apache helicopter and me in the truck, we would both be dead. Who's the third person? Page. Page, <laughs> Page turns to Todd to cover him up, and I'm like, I don't know if I could shoot. No. I think it's a gamble, but I think that's him saying, I trust you not to shoot me. Yeah, I say that to everybody in my life. I trust you, Todd, not to shoot me. Yeah, I mean, I would never shoot you. Oh, you shouldn't trust me. If it's you, if it's you me, or a zombie, like, you know, I can't say what'll happen. Shoot the zombie. What? <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that should be an easy thing to do. Like, yeah. If it's you or a zombie, I, I don't can't know. eat zombie meat. It's infected. <laughs> Zombies eat flesh. <laughs> anyway, so Sally's going into labor in the truck. Angus lowers the guns. He takes the helicopter away. They leave Catherine O'Hara on the side of the road. And we cut to them getting into the hospital in active labor. And they won't let him in because he's not immediate family. Right. But he is her Lama's partner, which if you're the one popping a baby out, you kind of have some say into who could be there. So if she had asked for him. Yeah. Eventually. But the baby's already born, I think, at that point. Oh, I didn't think the baby was born yet. I thought that, like, she got in there and got yeah. settled. And then he just so sat too. on the bench outside. And then that doctor or nurse or whoever it was came out and was like, she's asking for you. Come on in. Well, because when he comes in, the baby's already out. No, I, I think th that's the recovery period. No, but I mean, like, he walks in the door. No, but she told him to suit up and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think it I think it cuts as he walks through that door to him walking into, like, like I think it cuts to, like, a few hours later, or maybe yeah, a like day six, later. Yeah, six hours later or whatever. Yeah, to where he's, like, in the recovery room with the baby. That's a yeah. bad, confusing cut. It is. Then. I'll, yeah. I'll agree but with yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're trying to hash out, like, what do we call this baby? Because it's like... 
I'm your stepbrother. Your father was married to your grandmother and you won't be seeing her, but you will get to meet Angus and like, yeah, whatever you want to call me, I will always be here for you. It is sweet. It is very sweet. And Drew Barrymore is like, I don't think he got all that. And then, or no, he says, Luke Wilson says, I don't think he got all of that. And Drew Barrymore is like, well, we'll make sure he does, implying that they will continue this relationship and he'll help raise that baby. Yeah. And that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Home Fries? It's weird. It is. It is a weird movie. It is but so weird. Oddly made me feel warm inside. Yeah, no, seriously. I was having a shitty day and I watched this movie and I was like, oh, I mean, I guess my day could be worse. They had two Apache helicopters in this movie, and I've never had an Apache helicopter in my life. It's kind of toxic family relationships, the movie. Yes. Which is a little upsetting. Yeah, for sure. that's fair. Yeah. Well, that was like The Shining. This was like not as shiny. <laughs> right. Do you think they're still together? Yes. I, I think they might be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely I, think they could be. I, do. But I definitely think there's like a trauma bond that happened here. So those yeah. don't typically last. But I mean. It could. It's complicated. I think they were in love before the trauma part. I think so, too. I think they were in love before they found out. They had already started falling for each other. I think they've got that sweet, dumb kind of love where, like, yeah. they're just kind of like, they're nice people, but, like, you know, not great critical thinkers. And then they found right? someone who's just really sweet to each other. Yeah. And that's not sweet. Yeah. What about some fun facts? Yeah. So, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Very few, but I do have some. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Very Home few fries, fun, fun facts. facts. Uh, so, as I mentioned, this was originally written in 1989 for a screenwriting class. Oh, man. But it wasn't made until almost a decade or more later. Yeah, it was 98. Originally, uh, Red, her father... Uh, was Robin Williams. What? And he actually, yes, he was cast all the way through pre-production and dropped out literally weeks before principal photography began. Wow, okay. Oh, that would have been a completely different vibe, yeah. I think. Um, wow, okay. So Vince Gilligan is actually known for having murderous scenes or murderous plots center around fast food joints. It happens in almost all of his properties. It happens multiple times in Breaking Bad. Uh, but it seems like that is a theme for him. Okay. And when Angus refers to uh, seeing a woman on TV where a woman killed her husband with a leg of lamb and then feeds it to the detectives, that's actually an episode of the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. So it was a <laughs> fictional show. Uh, but those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the production budget for a home fries was? It's a lot of Apache helicopters. It's a helicopters. lot of a ha Apache helicopters. Honestly, without the Apache helicopters, not much. But with the Apache helicopters, yeah. a lot. $20 million. Drew Marymore is big right now. Yeah, no, you're right. Because I was going to say it's early in his career. I'm actually going to go $30 million. Okay. This movie was $15 million to make. But if you All adjust right. for inflation, it's actually $27.2 million. Okay. So you guys were closer uh, if you account inflation. Paige, we have to be 9.1% higher than last year's movies. Oh. That's just this past year's inflation. So when yeah. you're talking to your companies about merit increases, if you don't get at least 9.1%, you're getting paid less than the year before. Yep. Mm -hmm. Know what you're getting when you walk in there. Okay. Anyway, so this came out on November 27th, 1998, and it was number eight. In the box office the week it came out, it was beat by the number one movie that week was A Bug's Life. Number two was mm. the Rugrats movie. Number three was... Solid. Yeah. Number three yeah. was Enemy of the State. Number oh, four was Waterboy. And number five solid. was Babe Pig in the City. 
super Babe, solid. Pig in the City, super solid. The only movie that had premiered that week that was in the top five was Babe, Pig in the City. All of the other ones had been out for at least two weeks at that point. Yeah, they're all classics. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So... Uh, there were a few more movies, and I'll just tell you what they were. Number six was Meet Joe Black. Number seven Ooh. was I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. And then we number- got to do Meet Joe Black on this podcast. I know, right? Yes. Best death scene ever. And, of course, number eight was Home Fries. Um, best death scene ever goes to Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Oh, that's like, fair. We all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deepest, that's fair. bluest. Best death scene ever is the grandma from Gremlins 1. Who gets shot up the <laughs> Absolutely. stairs and out the, the staircase window. Yeah. out the mm-hmm. attic window? Yeah, it's the best. All right. So what do you think Home Fries brought in in its opening weekend? And again, it was eighth in the box office. I'm gonna say two million. Okay. Five, I'm gonna go five. Okay. You're on either side of it. So it was three point seven million dollars in its opening weekend. It was then in the box office for another eight weeks, so nine weeks total. What do you think it made for its full domestic run? I'm gonna say seven million. Okay. I'm going to say it made its money back. I'm going to go 15. Okay. It is actually $10.5 million. It did not make its budget back. If you adjust for inflation, that's about $19.1 million today. So it did not make its budget back. It did not pay for the Apache helicopters. It absolutely did not. And I guarantee you they only had the Apache helicopters for one day and they shot both the scenes you see them in in that day. I think they should have marketed the Apache helicopters more. Oh, yeah. It definitely would have got you to the theater, Mikey, with how much you love Apache helicopters. How many how many boyfriends would have taken their girlfriends to be like, that's that romantic comedy with all the Apache helicopters. It'll be like Top Gun. I do want like someone to like recut this movie, but instead of like the soundtrack they have, it's just while like they're like trying to get away in the truck from the Apache helicopter. I'm here for that. Or when the helicopters are like maneuvering, just playing, playing with the board. Somebody get Kenny Loggins on the Home Fries soundtrack. Anyway, <laughs> Prestige Worldwide would have done it. Anyway, that's your yep. box office. So, Mike, do you want to hit him with that romantic scale? Yeah, the romantic scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how romantically we found the movie of the romance of the in the movie. <laughs> you said all of that perfectly, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I've, uh, I wrote that line. You did. Paige? Ah, man. Um, three I was gonna give it a three because it really isn't romantic but they have really good chemistry yeah I went four okay because they have good chemistry just hanging out and I think if they would have like gone on one date they did go on one date like a real like afterwards like after they kissed yeah 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 Mm I mean, I assume they went on many dates after she gave birth and like that scene, but the movie just ends, you know? I don't like, uh, you have movies where like all the tension is them getting together and then like immediately there's a conflict. I like, I like it when they, there's tension, they get together, it shows them like be really happy, then the conflict. Okay. Does that make sense? I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of what we got because like the conflict isn't them treating each other badly, which I think it normally is in movies. It's. You know that she fucked. It's unavoidable. Yeah, that he killed. Yes. Yeah, he scared him. Right to death. That's not a crime, right? Maybe. I mean, I do think stealing an Apache helicopter to scare your stepdad to death is a crime. Yes. It's a war misdemeanor. (laughs) Either way, Dick Cheney would have been here for it. So this week, (laughs) Mikey, you made us watch Home Fries. Home Fries. Next Mm -hmm. week, I'm going to make you guys watch a 
movie that I think is very summer themed that it came out on Hulu. Mikey told me to watch it immediately when it came out and I checked it out and I really dug it. I think it came out in 2020 though. Uh, and that is Palm Spring. Did we not do that? No. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Now. It's really good. I mean, I like it a lot. I think Paige doesn't like it a lot. I'm lukewarm on it. I have some problems with the growth of the characters in the film. God, I swear if you Andy sandbag this movie, I would be so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it could be way worse. There are very funny things in the yeah. movie. And so I think we have a lot to talk about. It's just one of those that like from a relationship standpoint, I did not connect with very much. Yeah. But. I uh, know that Mikey loves like bonkers time travel summer. And this is not time travel technically, but it, it is. It might as well be. It's yeah, a yeah, loop. Yeah, yeah. It is a time loop summer. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it. This is more you of like a Groundhog Day type situation, but I'm here for it. So guys, oh, I love your Groundhog homework Day. for next week is to get wine drunk. So wine drunk, in fact, you think you're repeating the same day over and over. And on that same day, watch Palm Springs. Groundhog Day is part of why I don't like Palm Springs as much. I prefer Groundhog Day. That's fair. I rewatched Groundhog's Day recently, and Bill Murray is pretty shitty in it, and I don't remember. I didn't remember that as before, and I'm just He's like, He's real shitty in the beginning, but you do watch him grow, grow as a person. He has sort of an arc in it. And and I feel like that's part of what's missing for me in Palm Springs. So, uh, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. This one's from Poker Lover 33. All right. Well, what does Poker Lover 33 <laughs> Poker, have to say? I hardly know. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They said, did you read this and pick your movie because of it? No, I haven't looked at any reviews. There Wait, reviews. Oh, did they Palm say Springs. do Palm Springs? Palm Springs, Palm Springs emoji, Palm Springs emoji. Oh no shit. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Do you want to read the review? Movie recommendation. <laughs> Exclamation point. I definitely think Palm Springs would fit into Mikey Time Travel Summer. Exclamation point. It would. Now I just want to say, listening to the ho to the host is like being in a room with your best friends and they're just cracking joke after joke. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I came over from horror virgin and when I heard what y'all were making, I knew I had to come over here and listen. Nice. I'm so glad I get to listen to y'all twice a week. No notes, no five notes. stars. Well, thank you so <laughs> much. Poker lover 33 for that awesome five star review. And we'll be doing the movie you suggested next week. So yeah, awesome. Um, and if you want us to do the movie, you leave in a review. Leave us a five-star review. Leave review recommendations. Yeah. Maybe I'll read them. Maybe. Maybe you will. Maybe I won't. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab, and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. 
I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Hey, girl, you want to see my Vulcan cannon? Are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> Are you lost, Bagul? Are you lost, Gabagool? Gabagool! <laughs> Bye! Apache gang hill nerds! Thank <laughs> you.